we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. So good. Such a good, such a good man. Thank you, Brennan. Hey, I don't have very much time this morning. I hope that's all right. Are you grateful to be in church? (laughs) That's what happens in church. God just shows up in a mighty way and just moves. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that he's moving in your life. That he's speaking to you, that he's drawing you in, that he's calling you, saying, come walk with me. I'm thankful that our God, the God we serve, the God that is alive, the one true God, he wants to walk with his children. Anybody thankful for that? We don't pray to an idol. We don't pray to something that just is there. We pray to a God that is living, that is alive, that is for us, that is never against us, that loves us so much that he gave his one and only son, Jesus. I have literally 20 minutes to preach this message. (laughs) I don't want to keep you guys. Brunch plans are calling, all that. Walk with me, the last one of this series. uh, I entitled this, Walk With Me All the Way. All the way. Matthew 27, 27 through 40, says this. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. (laughs) They needed more than just a couple men to hold Jesus down. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head, and they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him, and they grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put uh, put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. I don't know about you. I never want this story just to be for Good Friday. Hello? This story is the story of how we are to live and live and how we get to live in freedom every day. Right here. This is the story. This is the only message we should preach. I should, I'm saying this. This is the only message we should ever preach in church. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon who was from Cyrene, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And then they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. The soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall, but when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head announcing the charge against them. It read, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. They were mocking, but that was his proper title. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. This is it. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, 
They yelled at him. They said, you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, if you are the son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. Jesus, right now we have a short time, a short moment, but you can move in a powerful way. God, so would your Holy Spirit come into this time? Would you breathe even greater into this moment? God, the person that is still fighting you right now, Jesus, they're still holding back, giving you their life and their heart. God, would you just embrace them with your love right now? God, would you just break down their walls? Would you break down the things in our life that are holding you back from, Father, going all the way with you? All the way, Jesus. We want this. We need this. We desire this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Slack, can you keep playing? It's one of those Sundays. You know, I'm super grateful that I had parents um, that never allowed me to just begin something and then walk away from it halfway through the process. Anybody ever have parents like that? Like, my parents were the type of people that if I signed up for something, whether it was a sports thing or, or some extracurricular thing, and as badly as I would want to quit, my parents made sure that I was not going to quit halfway through. I, I love that about my parents. I'm grateful, actually, about it. That is how we will be with my future son. <laughs> we will make sure that no matter what he does, he's going to see it all the way through. Seeing things through, though, sometimes is hard, right? Seeing things completed all the way gets tough at some points. Sometimes seeing things through get messy, right? It gets a little messy. It gets tough. It gets uncomfortable, right? Anybody with me this morning understanding what I'm saying, right? Seeing things through all the way, sometimes it's just the last thing you want to do. You want to give up. You want to just stop in the middle. You don't think you can take one more step or carry one more thing. You're just done and you're ready to give up. The thing about Jesus is this, is that we've been learning about what it means to walk with him over these past couple weeks. I'm going to pick this sermon series back up in the next year. We've been discovering what it means that it's, it's a fun walk, it's a joyful walk, it's a walk that could get a little bit uncomfortable and dicey at times. It's a walk of consistency. It's all these things, but the greatest thing about walking with Jesus is Jesus is calling us to go all the way. All the way. He's up there in heaven, he's cheering us on, he's saying, come on my son and my daughter, don't just quit right where you're at, don't just stop halfway, come on, I want to see you go all the way. Anybody thankful for Jesus that he's calling us all the way? That he's strengthening us to go all the way? He doesn't give us something and then doesn't grace us to do it. He has graced you if you have proclaimed him Lord over your life, if you have allowed him to come into your life. He has graced you to see this thing called life all the way through. (laughs) This should like floor you to get up out of your seat and like thank Jesus for at least five seconds. But we're still getting there. As a church, some of you are like, I don't even know if I can clap my hands in church. Oh, you can. You can. The thing about Jesus is he's an example for us. He's our example. He is my standard. Hello. Some of y'all need to raise your standards. Whole nother sermon, whole nother time. We'll touch that another time when I don't have 15 minutes left. Jesus is my standard. And what Jesus does is what I want to do. Do I do it all the time? Do I want to? Yes. Does my heart desire it? Yes. 
But do I need the strengthening of the Holy Spirit to do this? Yes. But the greatest example, Jesus went all the way on a cross called Calvary. For you. For me. He went all the way. He didn't stop, you know, and think, oh, this is going to get really messy. <laughs> this is going to get really hard. I, you know, was there a moment of it? Yeah. He even said, God, my Father in heaven, hey, yo, <laughs> this is going to hurt. <laughs> so you know what, God, I don't want my will to be done. I want your will to be done in my life. So if your will is calling me to go all the way for my children, please, God, help me. And he went all the way. He didn't stop. He didn't withhold. He didn't hold back. I serve a God that does not hold back. Woo! He doesn't hold back from any, any one of you. He's not going to start today. He hasn't done it over 2,000 plus years, and he's not going to start today. He's going all the way. He's going all the way to get you right now today. Somebody in this room he's speaking to, he's going after you right now all the way to get you. But if you call Jesus your Lord and Savior, we got to walk with him. We got to talk with him. And it's a walk that calls us to go all the way. Three things. Is that all right? Three things, real quick, that I take away from this. And the first is this walking with Jesus calls you first and foremost to die to yourself. If you are going to see this walk out all the way, you got to die to yourself. Great news this morning, Pastor JP. I'm coming back next Sunday. Oh, yes. Please do two services so I can be there for both of them. <laughs> doesn't really build many churches by saying, you got to die to yourself. <laughs> no, it doesn't, right? But it's the gospel, and it's the word, and I ain't going to water this thing down for nobody. None of y'all. I love you all, but I ain't going to water it down. Not even for my, because when I preach, I preach to myself. Like, yo, JP, you are going to need to die to self, Right? See, the first thing that I think about, if we're going to allow this walk to happen, and it's going to happen all the way, we have to die to ourselves. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, that's where I got it from, that's how I knew, right? He was talking to his disciples. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The great thing about following Jesus as my Lord and Savior and King is that when I actually lose me, I gain everything. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Some of you walk in here thinking, if I give my life up, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to miss out on everything. I'm not going to be cool anymore. I'm not going to have the friends anymore. I'm not going to have what I think I need to have. The reality of following Jesus all the way is that when you actually lose yourself, you gain everything. You, gave, you gain eternal promise, eternal hope. A love that is never ending. A peace that surpasses all understanding. A covering of his grace over your life. You get pleasant boundary lines around you. You get angels' armies that go before you. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I'm preaching to somebody. You got them before you, behind you, next to you. You get everything in return to losing yourself. Me by myself? Not good. Ask my wife. I am not allowed to be alone often. <laughs> especially when I go to Costco. <laughs> that place is a trap. That's a trap from the devil. Not by myself, especially after I work out. <laughs> and I haven't eaten. And my wife sends me for strawberries, and I come back with two cartfuls. <laughs> and she's like, um, hon, what happened? I said, the devil. 
She's like, you're never allowed to be by yourself, ever. I said, I know, I need a full-time babysitter. <laughs> Help me. But me by myself, it's not good. I'm more prone to messing things up. I'm more prone to hurting somebody. I'm more prone to, to making a mess. I, I, just me by myself. I, maybe you aren't in this boat. But I, I, I know for me, at least, when I am trying to live by myself, I'm missing out. And if we're going to walk with Jesus all the way, there got to come to a resolve today that you are going to give up yourself. And you are going to proclaim and claim the inheritance of Jesus Christ in your life. You lose yourself, but you gain everything else. Guys, this is not a message that just becomes stale. This is awesome. This is, the, this is how we as Christians should be walking around every single day. Like, yo, I'm dead. They're like, what? Yeah, me? Dead. I'm alive, though. They're like, I don't know how that's happening. You're alive. I see you breathing. No, guys, I was dead one time. I was lost to sin. I was in shame. I was caught in bondage. I was caught in addiction. But now I received Jesus, and I gained everything. I have life. I have life in my lungs. I have breath in my lungs. I have brand new. Some of y'all need to wake up. For real. I love you <laughs> so much. But y'all need to wake up. Some of you I know are believers in this room and you're still sitting on your hands. You're like, I'm not clapping for that guy. He's just yelling at us. It's not for me. It's Jesus. Back to the notes. <sighs> the thing about walking with Jesus all the way is that you have to died to self. Yourself has to be laid down at the cross of Jesus Christ. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Jesus went all the way. Jesus was crucified in the most brutal way. Uh, last Good Friday service, I walked through what physically happened to Jesus. And from just a medical profession standpoint of what would have occurred, guys, it is brutal. We make the cross something we wear. We make the cross something we get tatted on our arms because we think it's cool. But the reality of the cross is it's not that cool. It's actually really bloody and messed up and brutal. And Jesus was like, hey, listen, I'm going to take the crown of thorns on my head. I'm going to take the lashings. I'm going to get my skin ripped off. I'm going to have my flesh exposed. I'm going to take the beating. I'm going to take the spitting. I'm going to take the punching. I'm going to take it all, and I'm not going to say a word about it to anybody because this is the will of my Father for my children so that my children could have life and could have hope and could have an eternal promise. So I'm going to take all these things upon me, and I'm going to go all the way. I'm not going to stop halfway. I'm not going to just come up short a little bit and say, God, is this good enough for you? I took the crown of thorns. I took the beating. I took the lashes. Is this good enough, my father? He didn't say that. He knew what his purpose was. He knew what his calling was. And he said, I'm going all the way so that my love for every single person on this earth can be poured out. You know, Jesus is this way. He went all the way. He took the pain. He took the suffering. See, we don't have to go to the cross. Oh. Let me say that again. You don't have to go to the cross. But what you do have to do is your physical life may not go to the cross, but your spirit has to die at the cross. Your plans, your purpose, your relationships, you maybe your relationship needs to die. 
The things in your life that you're holding on to, the security of this life that you desperately think you need, those things, if you're going to walk with Jesus all the way, have to be laid down at his feet at the cross. Never to be picked back up again. Some of you are dumping them, walking this way for a little bit, and then you're like, oh, no, that's good. No, it's the reality. It's the most frustrating thing as a pastor. Trust me, people are frustrated with me too. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, God, take it. And I'm like, ah. Just a little bit, God. I'll just take a little bit of it. And he's like, yo, you got to die to self. You got to leave it all at the feet of my cross so that you can find life. You can find hope. You got you to gotta lay it down today. You don't have to go to the physical cross, but you have to say, Spirit of God, overwhelm my spirit and take control of me. I'm going to die to myself. I no longer need to be who I think I need to be. I want to be who you called to me. I don't know about you. Does anybody else want this in Jesus? JP, it's almost noon. I got lunch plans. I got the Bears game. Hurry up. Okay, okay, I got it. When you die to self, your plans go, but you are strengthened in Jesus' name. The second thing is this. Walking with Jesus calls us to carry weight. Walking with Jesus calls us to carry weight. If you call yourself the label of a follower of Jesus Christ, guess what you're called to do? Carry some weight. This thing called Christianity, this walk of a believer of Jesus Christ, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's supernaturally insane. It's incredible. But it is calling us to carry weight. Weight. I remember my teammates and I, we had to do these sleds, and we had to push weights across the field. And I remember it was getting significantly harder, and so they would stop about two yards short of getting to the end line. And we'd all be there, like, hands over our knees, just puffing and just like, oh, it's like 100 in, and we're like, well, are we done yet, coach? And he's like, no, you're two yards short. Time to do another 20. What? I'm going to kill you in the locker room, kid. The freshman that just is like, I'm almost there. I'm done. And he didn't go all the way because the weight got heavy. Being a, being a follower of Jesus is burden is light, but the weight of who Jesus is and the weight of the message that we have inside of us is not light. Can I be honest? This message that we carry inside of us is strong. It's powerful. A mess, the message of Jesus Christ and his cross, when you can say to somebody, hey, I'm following Jesus. Jesus changed my life, and he can change your life too in an instant. That message is not light. That's a heavy message. It can look, you can look at somebody. Guys, have you ever shared the gospel with somebody? If you haven't this week, try it. Oh, oh this is going to floor some people right now. Because when you can say, hey, this is how good Jesus is. This is what he's done for you. Died on a cross for you. Rose again three days later for you. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to love you. Wrap his arms around you. And they start to cry. That is the weight of the message of Jesus Christ. That it can literally break sin. It can break bondage. It can break generational curses in someone's life. It can break fear. It can break doubt. It can break shame. It can break the things in someone's life in a moment when you start to say, I'm going to carry this message of Jesus Christ to a world that is lost, to a world that is hurting, to my mom and my dad that don't know this message, to my siblings that don't know this message, to my roommate who I just absolutely can't stand doesn't know this message. I'm going to share the message of Jesus Christ because Jesus died on a cross so that I could share this message of hope that I found to share it with somebody else. 
cross was heavy. People think it's about 100 to 125 pounds that he carried after getting all that stuff done to him. And you know, he couldn't physically, in the physical sense, make it all the way up that hill. I don't know who could, right? Jesus was fully human. He couldn't make it all the way. And the soldiers, at any point, Roman soldiers could tap anybody on their shoulder and say, come, I got a job for you. And Simon shows up, right? This dude travels in from Africa. He travels over 800 miles to come be a part of Passover week. He wasn't coming, he wasn't there to be like, I'm coming to carry the cross of Jesus. Uh Uh-uh. He was just showing up to be a part of the tradition and the heritage that he was, which is amazing. But a soldier looked at him and said, you, buddy, come here. Pick up this cross and start walking up that hill. 650 yards of walking they walked from where people believe from where he was beaten to where he was hung. Well, that's not that long. Yeah, it is when you're carrying 125 pounds and you can barely breathe. And So Simon, man, I, I love Simon. Yeah, he had to do it. But you know what's awesome about Simon? Yeah, he was ordered to carry the cross. But I think as he carried the cross, he saw Jesus walking next to him. Mm. He saw Jesus walking next to him, bloodied and bruised. And I can imagine Jesus just looking in Simon's eyes saying, you're carrying my cross. So that you could have freedom. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I think Jesus was saying thank you to Simon. And Simon's like, this is crazy. I just came here just to have a good time. I didn't come here to carry the cross. And he carried the cross all the way up. And what's amazing about Simon is that we get, many people believe, two names later on in Romans. And they're his son's names. His sons. And Paul writes, hey, the sons of Simon are carrying major weight now for the kingdom of God. What happened in this moment is Simon understood, in my opinion, in my belief, that he understood the weight of what he was carrying. He carried it to the he carried it all the way up the hill. He helped Jesus get up there, and now he said, "That is the king. That is my king." And he tells his family, he tells his sons, and an entire trajectory of a tradition of a family is changed. And his sons are building the church of Jesus Christ now. Because Simon understood the weight of the cross. He understood that what he was carrying was going to be the freedom for mankind. That no longer do they have to go to a statue. No longer do they have to go to a man to pray for me. You could go directly to Jesus Christ. And this is it, Jordan. Come on up. We're almost done. I'm sorry, guys. This is all right. You're like, stop yelling at me for point three. Okay, I will. (laughs) Guys, this is the message of Jesus. He's calling us to walk all the way with him. Not halfway. Some of y'all today, we're going to pray that you just get a fire inside of your spirit. We need a fire inside of y'all. Young people, you need to get lit on fire inside. You really do. Older people, you need to get relit on fire inside. And everybody in between, we're in the same boat. We need to get lit on fire inside. By the presence of God and by his truth about how Jesus went all the way to the cross for us while we couldn't do it ourselves. And we'll never be able to do it ourselves where we can find hope and freedom. The third thing is this. When you walk with Jesus all the way, walk with Jesus even when others go the opposite way. Okay. That's how we're going to wrap this series up right here. Catch this in the scriptures. It says in verse 39, the people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. 
See, there was only a couple people that were at the feet of Jesus' cross. His homies, his sidekicks, the 12, there was only one of them that made it to the cross. The rest of them didn't go all the way. That's another sermon another time. I didn't get time to talk about that. So there's only a few people, some women there, the, the mom and a couple other Marys, right? And John were there at the cross. The rest of his homies, the people, they disappeared in the darkest hour, but Jesus wasn't like, all oh, my friends aren't here. I'm not going to do this. That's a sermon in itself. Just because your friends don't go with you, stop going where they're going. Hello. Lead the way. Jesus is like, my friends aren't here. It's cool. I'm still going to go do what my father called me to do. But what's even crazier is scripture says something that people were walking past the cross, mocking him, shouting at him, abusing him verbally, telling him all the things that they thought of who Jesus was. They walked past. I don't want to be people that walk past. Some of you all are eager to get out of this place, to go get to lunch and go get to brunch, and that's awesome. But what if you just take a moment and say, Jesus, I don't want to walk past. I don't want to walk past your cross. I don't want to show my life, show you the, the, the sorrow and the pain that I have against you. I don't want my life to shout abuse at you. I don't want my spirit to shout abuse at you. Jesus, I don't want to walk past. I don't want to go the opposite direction that other people are going. Jesus, I want to sit under your cross, and I want the blood of Jesus to cover me. I just want to sit, Jesus. I want your blood to cover me. I want your grace to cover me. I don't want to pass by. I don't want to go the opposite way that people are going. I want to stay put. I want to stay in your presence. I want to stay in your joy. I want to stay in your grace. May they, there may be people going the other way, but Jesus, I'm going to stay right here. Because Jesus, I'm going to go all the way with you. This is the message of Jesus. That his blood says to you, hey, listen, you, you can stop running. You can stop passing by. You can stop trying to do your own thing. You can stop trying to do whatever you think is best for you, and you can sit at my cross with me and let me heal you, let me restore you, let me cover you. Let me be the Lord over your life so that I can walk with you in the opposite direction that the world's walking in. See, you lose everything, but you gain everything. This is the message of Jesus Christ. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. That while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. While we were broken, Jesus made us whole. While we were sick, he healed us. While we were filled with shame, he released us. While we were gripped by bondage, he set us free. This is the message of Jesus Christ and the cross of Jesus Christ. This is the message of hope. This is the message of truth. That we no longer just have to walk by him, but we can, be, we can sit under his cross and we can be covered by his blood. We can be covered by his blood in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you. Can we thank him for like two seconds, at least, maybe one, two, maybe three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because he's worthy. He's worthy. So come on, church, stand to your feet. We got to go. Can I pray for you this morning? Every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. The message of Jesus is that he wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. He wants to direct you in every step of this thing called life. But more importantly, he wants to be king of your life. He wants to be Lord over your heart and your mind. Historians have proved, even if they don't believe him, that Jesus was real. It's a message that has been going for centuries upon centuries that has never been able to be disproved. That's how great he is.
So if you're in this room this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe before anything else you need to make a decision that Jesus is going to be Lord over your life. He's knocking on your door and it says, the scripture says, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait, for you do not know what tomorrow holds. Eternity is here right now. It's in front of you. And would you choose to say in your heart, believing it and confessing with your mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. And it says that you will be saved and heaven will rejoice when the one comes back home. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you want to say, you know what, I want to open my heart to Jesus. Jesus, come in, wash me of my sins, cleanse me, purify me, make me brand new, give me a new beginning. Today is the day. So on the count of three, I want you to slip your hand up. Nobody's looking around. This is between you and God and me. We're going to pray together as a church family. One, he loves you. Two, he died for you and wants and raised to life three days later. Three, he wants to spend eternity with you. Slip your hand up right now. If you're in this room, slip it up high. No one's looking around. Anybody else want to say yes to Jesus? today. Yes to Lord Jesus today. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hands are up everywhere. Anybody else in this place right now? Come on church. Can we thank Jesus for this right now? Can we celebrate and rejoice for the one that came back home? Can you pray with me together? If you slipped your hand up, pray this prayer. But as a family, we're going to pray together because that's who we are. Jesus, I love you. I receive you today. Forgive me. Wash me clean. I am yours. You are mine. I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I receive your love. God, walk with me. Talk to me all the days of my life. I receive your spirit today. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. Can we thank Jesus one last time in this place? And can we worship him out this time? Come on, church. Let's sing this chorus out one time.